What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Moments with the Marcelins. My name is June. And my name is Stephanie. We are the Marcelins. Our moments together will be centered on three things. Transparency, tools, and truth. We have a trip awaiting us. Yes, we do. We are going to Vegas. I know. It is about 48 hours. Yeah. We're going to be, because we're not counting today, obviously. Mm -hmm. We're together. So, in about yes. 48 hours, yeah. we're going to be on a plane to Las Vegas. Never been before. I don't think I've been past Midwest. I don't know if Texas or Chicago was further. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't been out of the Midwest, and so I'm excited yes, about that. Yeah, same here. I've never been out west either, so it'll be fun. The farthest I've been to is like Oklahoma and Texas, so yeah. it'll be cool. We'll be in a different time zone too, so. Three hours behind. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, so we're actually might be uploading something fun in regards mm. to our Las Vegas trip, so stay tuned. If yeah. you want to receive all the notifications, make sure to subscribe yes. for all of our uploads and videos. That was a great segue. I love that. That was so good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. So what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about his and hers point of view relationship edition. Mm. So we have a couple questions. Um, not necessarily like stereotypes, but just different like, you know, just our thoughts on certain like big relationship questions mm -hmm. that people have asked. Yeah. And so um, we're going to get right into it. Yeah. So the first question is, do you think guys or girls love more in a relationship? Mm. Interesting have, question. Yeah. Very interesting. So I think that the love is the same. I just think it's probably shown differently. Mm. And so I think the first thing that kind of comes to mind is like, if anybody has heard, ever heard of like the love languages, mm -hmm. you know, there's like five love languages. It's like acts of service, gifts, quality time. Um, physical touch. Physical touch and... Cool. Acts of service, gifts, quality time, physical touch, and words, words of, affirmation. of affirmation. How can I forget that? That's like, <laughs> that's like yours. That's mine. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So yeah. those are the five. So based on this theory, it's like, you know, that you receive and show love based on these five. Everyone has the five, but they're just in different orders for everybody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think that, again, like everyone, I think that both men and women love hard or love the same it just can probably be shown differently absolutely and there's like different contributing factors as to why someone might show love in a certain way or think that showing love this way versus that way is more loving mm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. um and that's just based maybe on what you've seen what you grew up with what love was shown to you yeah, how absolutely. like open and vulnerable like you were allowed to be when it came to love like at home yeah. and different things like that so i don't know what are your thoughts on that it's interesting that you kind of bring up the uh the five leg love languages i think it's a great book great tool set and things like that i would just kind of caution however i know we were kind of having a conversation prior to uh mm -hmm. the recording that sometimes uh when it comes to the five love languages, it's like either you love me in this way or you don't love me. Right. And I think it's important to understand that everyone, like you stated, is designed differently. And so look at how that person might love you because mm -hmm. for someone to change the core of who they are to demonstrate their love can really be It's not gonna happen yeah. overnight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, it's not gonna happen overnight. Secondly, like someone's going above and beyond mm -hmm. their comfort zone, like you mentioned. Yeah. And so 
I think it's important that although it's it's good for you to know like you know what love languages like you know mm-hmm. matter to you for example for me it's like quality time and stuff mm-hmm. like that so it's like that matters to me and thankfully I guess thankfully <laughs> we both kind of have like the same love languages sure. in certain areas and other things like don't really matter to one of us but um <laughs> uh, but the other part of that is like you know if you are going above and beyond in this in the way that you normally love Mm-hmm. And that's not like my preference. I still need to celebrate that, and yeah. I still need to thank you for that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you're still loving me. It just may be in a different way. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not like you know, if your love language is like gifts. Maybe it's not like getting gifts all the time or whatever mm-hmm. the case mm-hmm. is, um, or you know whatever. But maybe they're constantly doing things acts as an act of service to show you that they love you. So within that. It should be celebrated and thanked at the same time. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, the next question that we have here is, why do you think it's so hard for guys and girls to communicate with one another? Mm. So I think this is a great question. I think uh, part of it, uh, to kind of touch on the first point that we did, is upbringing. You know, yeah. communication and what did that look like when you were growing up? Mm-hmm. For some people, communication or solving issues was yelling back and forth with one another and that was normal to get your point across and you can say whatever if you're upset but hey don't worry about it it's just words yeah yeah, yeah. and we know that it's far from the truth because words do carry weight and words do have power um to go along with upbringing i think culture you know some cultures uh in some cultures the women don't really have a voice and mm. whatever the male says it's what goes and so yeah. if you get into a relationship with someone who comes back from that who comes from that type of culture that might be an issue that you uh kind of run into as well and so those are some those are some things that kind of uh come to mind for me when I think about people or the challenges sometimes that come when it comes to communication what do you think yeah i think um adding on to that is maybe even like past like relationships Mm. um and just probably what that used to be and maybe if they didn't have a good relationship or even if they did have a good relationship they bring that and like compare it to their current one and so it's like you know there was a toxic relationship didn't handle conflict well so therefore it's kind of like they're bringing that stuff in and then if it you know was good mm-hmm. then at the same time like they have these expectations that it has to be this way with this new other person too mm-hmm. and then they're mm-hmm. not like meeting and speaking in the same frequency so then you lose that communication as well yeah i think also just kind of media kind of plays a part in that as well mm-hmm. we see the memes you see the jokes the tv shows and you know and we'll get into that into our other points but sometimes what we view what we consume and we don't we sometimes think hey it doesn't play a role in how we sometimes can interact with someone but mm-hmm. little do we know sometimes that can just be a seed planted in our subconscious and so what we view and so that's why we got to be careful with some of the things that we watch because we can take those things if we're not careful and try to implement those things in real life and it's like no baby that's a that's a tv show that's a movie <laughs> they are actors you don't do that in real life because if so you're gonna get jabbed or, or stabbed <laughs> so yes, yeah yes. the next one is what are some challenges um of a self-sufficient or independent person when in a relationship Mm. so i want to define what self-sufficient or independent person means because 
we believe there's still autonomy within relationships like you are still your own person Mm -hmm. you know and sometimes like the beginning of every relationship like you're trying to make you're you like the other person or you're mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. it, it that that um chemistry at the beginning can be a little difficult but what i mean by self-sufficient and independent person is that a person who has been raised to you know produce and do everything themselves mm-hmm. and resist the help in most areas mm-hmm. in their life yeah. So it's like yeah. you're keeping someone at bay because you feel like you have to do and produce everything. Yeah. And yeah. so what I would say some of those challenges would be is that because you still have a me and not we mentality, like the, that person may feel like, you know what I mean? They're not included in, in most parts of your life. Yeah. And so at least in, my, in me, I believe that, you know, relationships should be open to where, you know, you should be you know willing and able to kind of share and be okay with the asking for help mm-hmm. and so sometimes what can happen is that you know if you feel like you're this independent person and you have everything again you keep someone at bay they're not involved with like air with areas or even decisions that you make mm-hmm. but then secondly i think is like and i know i struggled with this at the beginning was that because you were taught and raised to be independent mm-hmm. um you have you automatically have a hard time asking for help yeah and it's like for me it was like i didn't want to seem like a burden to you Mm. with certain things Mm -hmm. or i didn't want to ask because it showed weakness quote unquote you know and so it's just like i have to have it all together i'm gonna do it all and whatever but then I felt like that because I felt like I couldn't show that side of weakness or i couldn't Mm. show that vulnerability yeah because it wasn't desirable or I didn't deserve that. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's good. So at least for me, and so that's why I'm kind of speaking about that, you know, that's, that was my case and like Mm -hmm. our case. And so Mm -hmm. I remember you telling me like, no, like (laughs) I'm here to help. Like, tell me what is it that you need? And it was the simplest thing. Like, can you go pick that up for me? Like I'm running late for class, like, or whatever. Or, you know, even with work or like, hey, can you pick up dinner on the way home and like whatever. And so here I am like scrambling left and right to just get things done. And it was because I didn't think that my vulnerability was desirable or, you know what I mean? Or honestly, like, you know what I mean? I don't know. So it was just challenging. Like, what would you say, I guess, on the receiving end of like that? Yeah, you bring up a good point because I think that kind of ties into our previous uh, point that we made about communication and you know, just the struggle in that, just not being clear with one another. Because it's interesting because on one hand, you felt like, you know, you were undeserving of it or yeah. you didn't want to be a burden. But for me, when you were like that, it made me feel like useless to a degree, mm. you know. And I was offended because as a man, you want to help and you want to provide. And I championed that from the beginning that yeah, you were yeah. independent. I celebrated that. But there was another side of it. It's like, okay, like we're in this together. Yeah. We're a team. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want you to take that messianic complex where it's like you get so overwhelmed. And here I am. I'm available to help and assist, but you're not accepting it. And so there are times where I would be frustrated. I'd be like, oh, my God, Lord, help me with this girl. <laughs> and so uh, from my aspect, yeah, it, 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 you know, before that was kind of worked out, I felt like, man, like, would it? let her be in a relationship with herself she don't need me you (laughs) know like why am i here you know and so 
you know, we're in this together. Like, we both have voices. We're both, you know, like you stated, we're both our own individual personalities and things like that. Yeah. But we come together, you know. Teamwork makes the dream work. And Absolutely. so I think it's important to, uh, you know, to be independent, to be self-sufficient, yeah. not having to depend on that. You know, we, we, we've talked about this in previous episodes of the parent-child relationship. And so mm-hmm. both of you both both of you if you're in a relationship need to be on that same frequency on that same level to in the event god forbid something happens to her i can step in and vice versa but at the same time saying hey it's okay to get the help it's okay to work together and collaborate yeah Yeah. i think that was one of the the hardest things for me for accepting that like Mm. the self-sufficient or independent it's just like you're you were raised like that and like you were like that for so long that mm-hmm. it's like that's all that you knew mm-hmm. and so stepping into a, a healthy relationship yeah you know with us it was like i deserve that help mm. you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. it was okay there was nothing absolutely there was nothing wrong that's that healthy relationship and so that kind of like ties into one of like what we spoke about a few minutes ago is like you know sometimes the past relationships is kind of like that's just maybe how it was. And so you're carrying certain certain patterns and certain expectations into new relationships. But then when you realize like, oh no, I was in a toxic relationship before, like mm-hmm. that didn't work out. Yeah, for and sure. so now in a new relationship, like I need to do something different in order for it to work. And like, you're willing and able to want to help me. Let me take the help. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And that's why communication is so, so important. important. <laughs> so important. Like it's that foundation. We hit yes. on that all the time because it's just, it's, it's something you constantly work on. Yeah. You constantly work on how can we get better? How can we listen better? How can we actively listen? Yeah. How can we repeat what one another is saying and making sure that we're clear on the same basis yeah. because Back. it's so easy to kind of misconstrue things and get a misconception and things like that. But mm-hmm. uh, it takes work and time to, and takes effort to listen and to just be able to communicate effectively. So the next question is, can a relationship work just on love alone? Mm. Ah, that's a great question. I would say no. Uh, love. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. And this is why this is and we're going to go further into the, uh, the media aspect. But this is why um, when we talk about uh, relationships and, and, you know, people would like to believe that love alone is going to save a relationship. No, but it takes work and it yeah. takes effort two people can love each other but they may not be a good fit for one another they may not be a a good fit for another one another because love by love by itself is not going to save a relationship but it's going to take two individuals being able to have you know effective communication uh you know and to be able to do it because some relationships people love each other but it's toxic it's horrible you know i think about the wisdom literature solomon says that it's better to live on the corner of a roof than to live in a house with a quarrelsome wife and so this is a man who knew a thing or two about relationships the man had like i mean he had the experience 700 concubines 300 wives like the crazy crazy and so uh you know he you know as he's writing just kind of reflecting on his life he's just saying like you know love itself is not gonna be able to just kind of handle it what are your thoughts on that yeah no i i mean love alone i think it's you know, love is a choice. So, you know, that is an important component of a relationship, like you choosing to love this person mm-hmm. every single day. But there's other things that, you know, need to 
happen in order for it to be fruitful um, and for you to, you know, kind of live, li- live exceedingly above, you know what I mean? Not yeah. just like making it through, mm-hmm. um, but exceedingly above. And so I know that sometimes like when I've been guilty of it, but, you know, stepping into any relationship, like people have good qualities and you think that these qualities kind of, you know, will produce this at some point in life. And mm. so that's kind of like you looking for like this potential, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like what this could be, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? In mm-hmm. the future, but you don't notice what it is today. Mm-hmm. And so we don't always, we're not guaranteed change, mm. you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, if I'm seeking the the qualities of who you are today, can I stay in this relationship? Yeah. You know what I mean? Is there an oper- is that person willing and able to be open and adaptable to change and be, you know what I mean? Like can grow and everything like that. I think that that's important as well. Uh, but potential can't like, can't like potential is great, but I think patterns. Yeah, absolutely. Needs need to be like, observed you know it's like what are they doing like on a daily basis like what does that look like Mm -hmm. because that's more of your reality yeah for sure i think we do that oftentimes where it's like we see the potential but we overlook the patterns and we need to make sure that you know yeah potential is great but also pay attention to patterns Mm -hmm. um you know i think sometimes the movies play such a role uh tv shows uh literature uh social media and they make it seem like everything is gonna last on the strength of love and while love is great it takes more than just love to sustain a relationship and oftentimes uh it creates this false narrative and then you know women sometimes see men as projects (laughs) Mm. and so it's like okay I want you to be everything that this individual is in this movie. And it's like, sister, (laughs) don't hold a man on a pedestal. Fellas, don't hold a woman on a pedestal. They're just going to let you down. Trust me. And so this happens where it's like men don't want to feel or seem as if they're a project. And so I think from a guy's perspective, sometimes uh, a lot of times when I see in in relationships, I'm sorry, uh, is that you know, a woman looks at a man like, okay, he's like that. They, again, they don't pay attention to that pattern. And so they're like, oh, I, subconsciously, they say to themselves, oh, I'll change that. Oh, he'll change that for me because he loves me. Mm-hmm. Or he'll be able to do this because he loves me. And then y'all are in a relationship, two, three years have passed by, and he's still the same way that he was, or he still has some of the same habits. And you're frustrated and you're worrying, okay, you're worried about, okay, why hasn't this changed? Like, this was supposed to change. It's like, no girl like you didn't have a realistic expectation and yeah. these things weren't communicated clearly and so a man is not a project yeah so the next question is why do you think it's hard for men and women to commit mm. in a relationship so i think first of all would probably be that you know some people in today's society you know don't value you know what i mean being in a, in a committed relationship everyone i think has their own preference when it comes to that um it can also be related to like even past experiences and things that they've gone through um maybe they've like at least for women it can even be like you know they just kind of got out of a serious relationship and they don't want anything serious right now yeah um but what do you think in regards to that in regards to like a man's point of view you know i'm gonna shoot some bell for my fellas uh (laughs) because i know oftentimes like it's 
it's always this stigma that men don't want to commit and I think that could be several factors and you know sometimes <laughs> when this topic is brought up always because mm-hmm. they just want to be with every woman and it's like that might be true for some situations but other situations it could be it could be other things like for mm-hmm. me like going back to just kind of what we see in TV what we see in movies and things like that we see a lot of the times the uh, where a man is de- uh, uh, what's the word demasculated yeah you know um, and, and what I mean by that is you see these movies like you know and, and it was I love this movie it was a funny movie but for example think like a man right <laughs> and you see Kevin Hart who's like in a relationship with his wife and Wendy Williams who's playing his wife and that character and so you know she doesn't really make an appearance in the movie but like when they do have those scenes it is like it's hilarious but at the same time it's like cringeworthy because it's like what are you doing where are you at and all this and like mm. she like bossing him around and all of this and so we laugh at those things but i think even you know going back to what we were saying earlier like when you see that so often where a man is just kind of demasculated and you know meant to seem as weak uh, a male viewing that who doesn't have a, a good or a firm foundation on, you know, what marriage looks like can look at that and say, well, I want nothing to do with that. Mm. I want nothing to do with that. I don't want to be told what to do. I don't want to be ran over. I don't want to be a project. And so a lot of the times we see these men not wanting to commit because like you stated, they don't see the difference between marriage and you know being together and that's just a whole different avenue and category but i think a big part of it is like probably growing up they didn't see marriages that were healthy Mm. you know like a lot of men didn't see healthy relationships between father and mother and you know you know one and two marriages are are sometimes end up in divorce or if they do stay together it's not a healthy one and Mm. so why why get married yeah you know for that's what that's what some the mentality is for some men yeah no i i can see that um i think that another reason why people why people may and this can be both men and women Mm -hmm. that they don't want to commit is because they're scared that maybe things might change in Mm. a relationship that's good like once it gets serious Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the fun is taken out of the relationship Mm. and then it just becomes like all the rules and expectations and whatever, even though, you know, there, there still will be that, but things just change. Right. And so it's like, you know, if you're married, it's kind of like, you know, there's things that may not happen anymore. And this can be like, you know, dating or, you know, the pursuit or Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be, or like the fun, or they feel like they're going to fall out of love. So I feel like because of things that they maybe have seen or have heard from other people that happens once you commit, you know, there may be that fear of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? That things are going to change. And so it's like, I don't want to commit because I like how we are and, yeah. you know, whatever. But it's like, you know, um, things will change, but things don't have to change in a negative sense. For the worst, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I think it's just maybe becoming just aware of like what those fears are. So the last question is, why do you think men cheat or women cheat Mm. what do you think so i think cheating is actually a symptom of something Mm. um not necessarily like the core reason why 
um, there's like more to the surface as to why people cheat. So um, some of those things can be, you know, they just don't, they want to be out of the relationship, <laughs> obviously. Um, you know, it can be out of, you know, spite, out of anger. It could be uh, neglect. It could be falling out of love. And honestly, just like a lot of variety of different things. So I think cheating is a symptom of something greater. What would you say of those things? Yeah, it's kind of touch on what you said as what you just covered were pretty much symptoms of why people cheat. I think the core reason at the core of why people cheat is that, you know, we emotionally use people to fulfill the loneliness that we carry. Mm. People yeah. cheat because we, you know, we emotionally use people to fulfill the loneliness that we carry. When you think about addictions, whether it's substance abuse, whether it's pornography or cutting or any type of addiction, any, any type of vice, when you look at it at the core reason is there's an emptiness that is there. There is a void that is there that we are trying to fulfill. Mm -hmm. So on one hand, we've demonstrated that we want to survive mm -hmm. because when we cheat or when we, you know, you know, have go or tap into our vices or our addictions and things like that, that is a way to escape and to soothe ourselves from the pain of the world that we're in. And mm -hmm. so in one aspect, you're showing that, hey, you want to fight. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah. it, it's it's interesting, and but we're just going about it the wrong way. Or an unhealthy way. Yeah. Or an unhealthy way. Yeah. And so that void is only going to be filled through Jesus, yeah. you know? Right, and right. so that's why you, can, a, a man or woman can cheat, and for that moment, you know, there's that high mm -hmm. that, oh, man, this felt great. This was cool. This was good. But then when that high kind of settles down, you know, when you're not doing that thing that you're addicted to and things, when that goes down, then you're, you're left feeling with that same void mm -hmm. that you once had prior to you committing that act. And so mm -hmm. at the core reason of it, we are using people or using vices to fulfill the loneliness that we carry. And the only way that that void is going to be complete or filled is if we give it to Jesus per se. And, and, and that's why, that's why, we're each created with a void. You know, yeah. we, we, we've talked about it before. We all want certain things in life. We want to be loved. We want to love someone. We need a life project. We're meant for community. Yeah. And so anytime where that is threatened, where we feel like, oh my goodness, I'm in this by myself, we tip we typically tap into our vices. Mm, that's so good. So good. Well, I hope that you found these questions and answers beneficial. Um, this was the first his and her perspective uh, relationship edition. If we do have any questions that you would like for us to ask or answer, <laughs> feel free to let us know. Um, you'll find all of our information down in the description box on how you can get in contact with us. Thank you again for tuning in. Y'all be easy. Stay safe out there. Take care. God bless. And much, much love. love.